Jesus' last words were so important, just like a parent who would be leaving their children for a while. You want to tell those children something you want them to get, right? And one of the things Jesus said to, the holy, uh, to the, his disciples was, I am telling you something. Listen to me. I don't want you to forget this because I'm going away. But if I go away, I'm going to send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, and he will be with you. Amen. Amen. And I'm sure it was comforting to them, although they did not understand everything about that. Hallelujah. It, those words came back to them and brought them comfort and expectation after Jesus was raised from the dead, after he ascended to heaven. Amen? So let's look at John 14. These are familiar words to you. We're just going to skim Verse 16, Jesus said in the Amplified, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't know him or recognize him. But you know him. Let's say, I know the Holy Spirit. I recognize him. He is in me. Amen. And then um, let's look over in John 15 and verse 16. But when the Comforter, the Amplified again, that, uh, brings this full meaning to the word paraclete, or paracletos, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, and standby. Say hallelujah. <laughs> Whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who comes, and the Amplified says, he proceeds. That shows that he never stops coming. He proceeds from the Father, and he himself will testify regarding me. Woo. Next chapter, in chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus says again, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak his own message, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him. And he will announce and declare to you all the things that are to come that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me because he will take a mind, what is mine, reveal it, declare disclose and transmit it to you. So we should expect to hear declarations from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi, Andy. We should expect to have something transmitted to us by the Holy Spirit. Significant substance that comes from God. Truth that comes from God. Understanding. Amen. Woo. The same truth as it is in Christ. Hallelujah. And you know, wherever that truth is, there is freedom. Amen. And again in verse 15, everything that the Father has is mine. This is what I meant when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. He is the transmission. Hallelujah. The delivery of 
everything that God has, everything yeah. Jesus has accomplished, redemption, and what he is doing now. Don't you love the Holy Ghost? Yes. Pat Harrison, I know every one of you probably could add to this, but I'm just going to give you this and we'll just go with it. Pat Harrison always says these words, and she says, I think I got it right, Terry. You've been with her a lot. I love the Holy Spirit. He is to me everything Jesus said he would be. So let's say that. I love the Holy Spirit. He is to me everything Jesus said he would be. Come on. Comforter, counselor, standby, helper, teacher, advocate, strengthener. Come on. Come on. So he is to me everything Jesus said he would be. And Mark's daddy said, the Holy Spirit is a genius. If you listen to him, he will make you look smart. <laughs> and we all need that, right? Amen. So we're going to focus on the person of the Holy Spirit. There's too much to say about him to put it here. But we'll just scratch the surface. But Jesus talked about him. Jesus demonstrated him. And then Jesus, in the last words he said on the earth before he went up, he said, go to the upper room. Don't do anything until you are endued or clothed with power from on high. He spoke to 500 people. 120 shows up on the day of Pentecost. So, pastors, be encouraged. Not everybody attends the camp meeting or the spiritual awakening or whatever it is you're doing that's so special that God is here and you have Kenneth Hagin and Jesus himself here. <laughs> Jesus didn't get a full crowd. He got 120, but they came and they stayed for 10 whole days and they discussed all the things that Jesus said and did, especially in his redemptive work, and in the days where Jesus spent time with them walking and appearing, walking through the walls, feeding them fish, building fires. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Said, touch me. Feel me. You know, Jesus, hallelujah, manifested, and when he was manifested, he spoke to them about redemption. He spoke to them about the blood. He spoke to them about the prophetic words that have been given by Joel. <laughs> and it gave them a clue as to what they were waiting for. Right? Jesus. Woo! He's a living word. And out of his, his mouth flows all these prophetic utterances. And he discloses and, and he opens the scriptures to them. Like the two men on the road to Emmaus. They were just walking along talking about Jesus, crucifixion, death, burial, resurrection. And they didn't understand. But when you talk about Jesus, when you don't gossip, but you talk about Jesus, he gets involved. And he says, hey, hey, let me tell you something about that. 
and he joined up in their walk. Yes. And he said, this, 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 this. The scripture said yes. But they didn't understand. Their eyes were closed. But when they got to the house, you know the story. They were going to go in the house and Jesus acted like he was going to move on. Jesus always wants an invitation to come on in. So every, at every step you take, say, Jesus, come on in. Help me. Because he's followed that invitation and he came on in. And when they sat down, you know the story. And they got the bread. They began to eat. Jesus took that bread and broke it. And their eyes were opened. And that still happens, doesn't it? Whenever the word is opened up to us, your eyes are popped open. Hallelujah. What is that? The spirit of wisdom and revelation that Isaiah 11 talks about. Jesus. It rests on him. Glory to God. So wherever we meet together, we begin to talk about Jesus. The Holy Ghost shows up and our eyes begin to pop open and we know further. We know more. We know a specific application of that word. Hallelujah. It is alive. Aren't you happy about that? Let's lift up our hands and say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you for manifestation. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who joins us together and joins in with us. Praise God. And so, then they went on to the book book of Acts, you know, and Jesus was there. Let's look at it. Acts, the first chapter, and Jesus is talking, and Luke is paying attention so he could write it down. Right? (laughs) And in verse 4, He said, uh, he was eating with them. Do you know that when you sit down to eat, Jesus wants to be involved. So he was eating with them again. And he told them not to leave Jerusalem, but go to uh, Jerusalem and stay there and wait for what the Father had promised. So you see the Trinity here. Jesus telling the disciples the Father is promising something. Hallelujah. In verse 5, he says, John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized. The Amplified Bible says, baptized with, placed in, introduced into the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Come on. Wherever you go, you're in the Holy Spirit. Wow. So, um, and then he goes on and he talks about some different things. And then verse 8, you know that verse? But you shall, can you quote it? But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Woo! Woo! What's a witness? 
Who, what makes up a witness? If you're called to court, why are you called to court to be a witness? Because you saw something. You saw something. You were there. And then what are you supposed to do when you get called up? Just tell what you saw, right? You don't make up a own story. You don't lie. You could. You can fabricate whatever. But all a witness has to do is say what they saw or what they heard and experienced, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. And so when we're placed into, introduced, and, and baptized into the Holy Spirit, something happens. We become witnesses of everything that Jesus did for us. Right? When you open up your scripture, he's right there with you going, okay, let me open them. Look over at that one. I got another reference over there. Let me show you what that really means right now. Hallelujah. And he brings you into that that, uh, living word that never changes. It's always right on time. I mean, we, we enter into the eternal realm with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we see what he sees and we hear what he hears. Say, I see what he sees. I hear what he hears. He tells me exactly what Jesus says, what the Father says. Hallelujah. All the time. Hallelujah. So being baptized in the Holy Ghost doesn't mean that you just belong to that tongue-talking church that's crazy and they run and they jibber-jabber and whatever. No, this is something Jesus initiated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) And one of the characteristics uh, of the Holy Spirit is, oh, come on, let's, let's think of the different characteristics. He is like what? He is your teacher. And what his substance, what's he like? Fire? What else? He's a living water? Yeah? Rivers. Yes. Wind. So all these things the Holy Spirit is like. Isn't that interesting how, how God the creator made these things that we can imagine, you know, we can see and partake of rivers, fires, wind. We understand those things. And then the Holy Spirit, he fills all that. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's here right now. Glory to God. So, uh, I've been stirred up in many different ways. Last night we had a Holy Ghost download. I mean, brother, I went and touched your head. I said, I said man, that guy's, he's, he's born with a call on him. Amen. There's a fire in him. 
So I was laying hands on him and I went, woo! <laughs> it's real. The power of God is real. The call of God is real. So um, it can be felt, communicated, transmitted. Oh my goodness. This is a big topic. But somebody, just get what you, you need. <laughs> I was just with Patsy in um, Australia, where she's from. Her son-in-law is an electrician. And do you know that they call electricians sparkies? <laughs> These big burly guys, I'm a sparky. <laughs> Everything has a word like IE on the end of it. But what is a spark? A spark starts a fire. A spark, you get wires connected, and then the power flows through there. So what we're doing when we get baptized and stay filled with the Holy Spirit, we are staying connected with God. Amen. Amen. Who is God? He's a man on fire. We're going to read some scriptures here about the fire. And I know this list is not complete, but it is just happy. Hallelujah. All right, let's go back to the beginning. Um, Moses, he was kind of a, he had it right, and then he had it wrong. <laughs> and when he had it wrong, he's all by himself, you know, hiding out. But God never leaves or forgets about those who might have it wrong and might be hiding out. He manifests himself. Hallelujah. So here is Moses in the desert. And the angel of the Lord, this is in um, Exodus 3, 2 through 6. We'll just go through. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked. Behold, the bush burned with fire, yet was not consumed. Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw what he, that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. <laughs> Isn't that weird? A fire bush, bush on fire. A voice coming out of it, hollering your name. Moses. And he said, here am I. God said, do not come near. Put your shoes off your feet for the place on which you stand is holy ground. Also, he revealed himself there. I am the God of your father, Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. He was afraid to look at God. Hallelujah. I believe that right now, <laughs> there's some burning bushes that are calling. God's calling out of some burning bushes to some people that have been going the wrong way, <laughs> but have been born at the right time and have an assignment upon their life. Amen? Who showed up? The Holy Spirit revealed himself in the bush like a fire. And that fire gets your attention, doesn't it? I was talking to Alicia on the phone this morning, and she said, you know what? I was uh, driving. She was bringing the kids to our camp, you know, last night. 
And she said, we were on the interstate, and all of a sudden, she said there was sheet lightning going on. But there must have been a lightning strike, an oil refinery down there, or an oil well, whatever. And there was burst of flames. The flames were, were higher than the trees. That's high in Louisiana. She said it was just like and smoke just billowing. So when you see fire, people always want to go see the fire, right? Let's stop. See that fire. Are you on fire? Yes. <laughs> so that made, that got Moses' attention, that fire. I believe the Holy Spirit is working in this time, starting some fires, setting churches on fire, people on fire, glory to God, and just whew, getting everybody's attention. You go, whoa, look at that. And then everybody turns over there and looks at the fire. It'll burn some things down, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So there's, there's Moses, and here's another one, Psalm 18. For you cause, in verse 28, you light my candle. The Lord will enlighten all my darkness. The Amplified says you cause my lamp to be lighted and to shine. For by you I can run through the troop, and by my God I can leap over the wall. So you see that this fire of revelation knowledge that you get in your spirit will enable you to do the things that you couldn't do before. Hallelujah. Run through the troop. Leap the wall. Hallelujah. Pursue your enemies. Overtake them. Stomp them down till they're powder. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. I believe some fires are getting, some revelation knowledge is getting fired up here. Praise God. This week. Amen. And then Jeremiah said in verse, uh, chapter 23 and verse 29, Is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord. The word of God is like fire. Hallelujah. The word spoken from God. Hallelujah. He is a consuming fire. And then Ezekiel says in Ezekiel 8, 2, Then I beheld, and lo, a likeness of a man with the appearance of fire. From his waist downward, he was like fire. And from his waist upward, he had the appearance of brightness like gleaming bronze. Speaking of Jesus. Hallelujah. God is a man on fire. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Matthew 3. Jesus said, um, no, excuse me, John said, if you repent, I baptize with water, but there is a man coming after me who is more powerful than I. This is Matthew 3, 11 and 12. In fact, I'm not even worthy enough to pick up his sandals. He will submerge you into union with the spirit of holiness and with a raging fire. Woo! Passion translation. That's good, isn't it? He will submerge you into union. Come on. Jesus will submerge you and baptize you in union 
with the spirit of holiness and with a raging fire. Jesus is a baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. And then it says, he is ready to sweep out his threshing floor and gathers wheat into his granary, but the straw he will burn up with a fire that cannot be extinguished. Jesus said in Luke 12, 49, he said, I've come to start a fire on the earth. <laughs> How I wish it were blazing right now. I've come to change everything, turn everything right side up. Another, the Amplified says, I've come to cast fire upon the earth. How I wish it was already kindled. Which gospel is that? Huh? Which gospel is that? That is Luke, I'm sorry, Luke 12, 49. So Jesus' mission statement was, okay, I came to start fires. <laughs> Did you ever start fires when you were a kid? We used to get a magnifying glass. Did you do that? <laughs> we burned ants. <laughs> My brother Steve, he, uh, just a little boy, <laughs> I don't know, he got some matches and he had a little friend in the neighborhood. So they went out beside our house and there was a bunch of grass, you know, Colorado, Castle Rock. Anyway, um, it's pretty dry over there. So here he is, you know, he and his little friend. Let's go play with some matches. We're going to get out here in the weeds where mom won't see us. <laughs> so they were starting fires. That fire just kept going and going until here comes a fire truck. <laughs> so that fire got some attention. <laughs> you can't hide a fire. Once it starts going, it's going. And, I, and you know where I'm going. Hallelujah. Because what we're talking about is a fire of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about an outpouring from heaven. We're talking about the Holy Ghost and fire. He doesn't recognize, okay, you're, you're Pentecostal, you're not. Okay, I won't mess with you. You're in this, uh, uh, maybe you're a politician. Oh, I won't mess with you. No, he goes everywhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he starts burning up stuff. I'm so glad. And Jesus said about him, uh, well, when he said all these things about fires, his disciples remembered that it was written. This is John 2:17. The zeal, this is what was happening. He went to church. Jesus went to church. And all he saw was a bunch of, you know, money, people doing their own thing. They were not worshiping, you know, the money changers. And his action was pretty cool because he went into throwing things around, <laughs> turning things upside down. He was mad. He tore through the temple and he said, you have made my father's house, which is a house of prayer. 
into a den of thieves. He did not like that. So Jesus goes around and says, okay, what's going on? And he said, he turned it upside down. So I believe that Jesus is still in the business of doing that, visiting the church, seeing what's going on, and if he doesn't like it, he wants to turn it upside down. And then he made a comment about himself. Or the disciples made the comment in John 2:17. They remembered that it was written, "The zeal of thine house has eaten me up." Zeal means to be hot, boiling, glowing, to be fervent. So that fervency in Jesus who came from the very throne of God where there's fire. (laughs) And he came to bring this to the earth. He said, no, 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 that's not it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to turn it around. Hallelujah. The zeal of the house of God has eaten me up. I feel the same way sometimes when I go to churches. And they're just like, ugh. Scrolling, people scrolling on their phones when there's hands being laid. People looking at their phone. The, what? 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 God's. I believe we're in a season where the fire of the Holy Spirit is visiting and turning some things up down, upside down, and stirring things up. Amen. And boldness. Glory to God. So his, disi- his disciples saw that demonstrated. How oh, I got to stop. But let's go to Pentecost. Let's go to Pentecost real quick. Yes. Everybody ready? Because yes. Jesus was on a mission. Yes. He came, I mean, he was the Lamb of God with the blood of Jesus. He had the blood of God in him, and he was living his life, and he was headed to the cross, and he had a fire in him. Come on, are you like that? I was born for a purpose. I was born at the right season. I got a mission. I'm going to fulfill everything God said for me to do. I'm not going to look to the left or right. I'm not going to get mad at people because that gives me off. Hallelujah. I'm going to stay on fire every single day, filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Woo! He went to the cross. He was baptized in that suffering. He was raised up from the dead. He ascended, sat down, and he sent the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, <laughs> Woo! on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all assembled in one place. Hallelujah. And there came a... Help me out. Color. There came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And they were all, oh, there appeared. There appeared on their heads tongues of fire. And then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. See the process? See, who's, see the manifestations? Hallelujah. So... The uh, passion, I like this, suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. 
The roar of the wind was so overpowering that it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once a pillar of fire be appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped, I like that, with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues. It's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Oh, it burns in you. you. Jeremiah said, I can't help but preach. It's a fire shut up in my bones. <laughs> Hallelujah. They were empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they'd never learned before. Now at that time, there were Jewish worshipers who had immigrated from all over, and they came running to the roaring sound where it was coming from, stunned over what was happening. Come on, I want the world to be stunned. <laughs> Bewildered, they said to one another, aren't these Galileans? Why are we hearing our own languages spoken? We are northeastern Iranians, northwestern Iranians, Elamites, they're from Iran too, Mesopotamia, Judea, east central Turkey, coastal areas of the Black Sea, Asia, north central Turkey, southern Turkey, <laughs> a lot of turkeys, <laughs> Egypt, Libyans, all these people from everywhere where the seven churches ended up. Hallelujah. What was going on? They came to the fire. They came and they got the fire. Hallelujah. And that was the beginning of the church. Hallelujah. That was the day the church was born again and Peter stood up and said, we're not drunk. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the beginning of that which was spoken by the prophet John.